Welcome to the Elevate Together podcast, voices of change in the business of law. Hello, this is Nicole Giantonio, the head of global marketing at Elevate. The podcast episode you're about to hear is part of our impact series featuring Elevate customers implementing transformative change. Kanor Chopra, Vice President of Legal Services at Elevate, and Tasman Ali, a senior commercial attorney with Elevate's contract services business, talk with Elizabeth Miller, head of legal operations at Dolby Laboratories. Listen in as they discuss true collaboration and the importance and effect of engaging a broad group of stakeholders when implementing change. Thank you so much for joining us, Tashman and Elizabeth. So great to have you. You both have been involved in some fabulous change initiatives at Dolby. Why did you need to implement change? We had a few reasons. We had a good process set up on the revenue generating agreement side. But for our non-revenue generating agreements, we really didn't have a process that everyone was following. So we had legal and corporate policies, but they weren't necessarily known to the organization and they definitely weren't being followed consistently. Agreements weren't being sent to legal or procurement or finance for review. Employees might have been signing beyond their spend authorities. And then we had little visibility to the volume, risk, or commitments made on the company's behalf. And it was really just kind of inconsistent coordination and communication between the different stakeholders. In many cases, the stakeholders not having any visibility to these agreements even being signed. Thank you. And often, many companies will just start to implement change without really seriously thinking about what is the problem that they're trying to address. It sounds like you went into this in a more structured way. So what was the problem you needed to address or the improvement that you were looking to make? Yeah. So I guess primarily, it would be lack of awareness of our policies and then a lack of our ability to enforce our policies. And those are the main things. And then on top of that, for the agreements that were coming to the legal department for review, they weren't necessarily being stored consistently. We have a, a repository, but it wasn't being used. Also, the process in which those agreements were being reviewed wasn't standardized. So it was a lot of email exchanges, a time-consuming and inconsistent process for each one. Yeah, and to add to that, from Elevate's perspective, you know, a world-class organization like Dolby should have copies of its contracts in one place. While there was a repository, it, it wasn't used often or properly or consistently. We wanted to make it easier and clearer for folks within the legal team to be able to store executed contracts in one place. And we wanted to make it easier for business users by establishing a consistent process and an intake form for them to have all their information regarding the deal or transaction in one place, as well as easier for the reviewers to get automated notifications and be able to review information in one place. And then another issue was optimizing the use of legal resources. Dolby is fairly leanly staffed and the team needed to be able to spend their time on higher complexity matters. Without a system in place, there was little understanding of the various non-revenue contract policies and risk profiles associated with engagement. So there wasn't an appropriate assignment system. So one of the issues that this tried to address was to get an appropriate system in place so that Dolby resources were spending their time on matters that truly required their attention. Okay, so this really sounds like right person, right task, right location, right technology, right process type of a solution. Definitely an important innovation. And you know, often when people talk about innovation, they talk about big eye innovation and think about really some big shiny object, you know, massive change. And, and when I think about it, it really is about making those changes that are, are going to improve 
how you're working. It sounds like this was focused on how do we improve and optimize how these different streams of work were being done. How did you go about implementing the change? What did that process look like and the design around that? I think one of the most successful things that we did was create a cross-functional task force early on where we involved all the key stakeholders and really brought them into the process instead of telling them what the process was going to be. And a lot of us had the same goals, you know, like there were other departments who had policies that they should be reviewing agreements as well that weren't getting to their desks, really letting them into the process and making them a part of the team helped to implement things that they also wanted that we might not have been thinking about, but it really helped with engagement. And even in terms of the people who would be submitting the agreements, bringing them in and saying, yes, like we're interested in your engagement and we want to hear how to make this easier for you. And really giving them that voice to help build the process around their needs as well, I think created a lot of engagement when there could have been a lot more resistance to having to follow a new process that didn't exist before. That also helped from a compliance perspective, getting the key folks involved, helping build the process, and then making sure that it was followed. Some of the other things that we did when planning for this change was to really come up with a comprehensive rollout plan, coming up with a set of requirements and communications by GEO. And we started in the US with fairly friendly business units that we worked well with and that were already starting to establish a process for their contracts. So groups like the maintenance, the GWS group, the human resources group. And then we slowly rolled out beyond the US to additional regions, going from, I believe, the US to EMEA and then APAC so that we could take our shared learnings, early lessons, and then roll them out across geographies and business groups. Seems like you really thought about change management as you were designing out this process. As we all know, the success of any initiative really does end up relying on change management. In terms of the outcomes and value of this initiative, what are some of the results that you've seen today? The main result is we have a clear, well-adopted process that's used globally. And by well-adopted, I mean there are not loopholes, (laughs) remarkably. Where we had gone from a place where we were only receiving a handful of agreements, non-revenue agreements, coming to the legal department for review or approval initially per month, it's now up to 250 requests a month that don't all need legal review, but they go through that process. So now it's really an established process and all of the stakeholder departments agree on this and they don't let anybody circumvent the workflow. And that in itself increased compliance with our compliance policies, our legal policies, our IT security policies, procurement policies. They're all being followed. All of the agreements are housed in a central repository where they're searchable. We can use that data for future agreements or just metrics, benchmarking, seeing what our activities are and being able to more thoughtfully decide what level of risk do we want to take and just having that visibility into where are we spending time and money and committing our resources, knowing that we can now review, is this where we want to be doing those things? And then another huge benefit, each of these workflow projects is reduced turnaround time, getting completed contracts quicker. It's better for the requester. It's better for the legal resource, helping get work done more quickly, more effectively. We now have several years of data surrounding you know, non-revenue spend and additional types of spend as well on things like equipment loans and marketing agreements. 
So we've got a really good sense of the types of contracts that users are entering into on behalf of Dolby, how much they cost the company, what the general volume of the request looks like, how they're broken down by business units and by geographies. And as Elizabeth pointed out, how long they take to close. Similar data is collected on NDAs and other agreements where we didn't have even a baseline before. We now have comprehensive data and metrics and benchmarks to continue measuring against. One of the keys, it sounds like, is just the collaboration amongst the team. Talk to me a little bit about that. How has that led to the success of the engagement? It's been a huge factor because we're not getting a lot of resistance from, from people when we're trying to implement these new processes. and. Previously, we were a little bit more siloed by department in how we were operating and each managing our own requirements or trying to manage our own requirements, maybe not always successfully. But the cross-functional collaboration, not only from gathering the engagement, like I had mentioned before, but just helping everybody feel like we are one company. We are all heading in the same direction. We have the similar goals. It's really had a ripple effect, not just from one workflow to the next, which it has. We've had a lot of different workflows come out of this first process. But there's also more of just a general willingness to collaborate on other unrelated projects. We now have a better partnership with those other teams. We have better relationships. We all know that that we can work together effectively and that we're willing to help each other. From the Elevate Dolby collaboration perspective, I think that was also a really critical for the success of these initiatives. Elizabeth and I both, and hopefully Elizabeth, you can testify to this. We worked as a cohesive team, left arm, right arm. I identified problem areas, uh, stakeholders that maybe needed an extra nudge or internal communication. And Elizabeth really sort of quickly and effectively implemented feedback or suggestions that I had. She would follow up with them, set meetings, follow up with managers, find inroads into different business units that were maybe a little bit more challenging for us to implement the change within. We really did work as a team, me targeting folks and then Elizabeth taking that and following up with those folks. To the business users, I think what was really critical was that we were part of a joint legal portals team. It wasn't Dolby and Elevate. It was one team working cohesively and really trying to implement change. And I think that unified voice really helped make our message stronger and more impactful. Yeah, absolutely. Tashman and the other Elevate resources have always been really an extension of our team. And I would think to some of the other departments who were involved in these processes, maybe a little bit less closely, (laughs) they probably don't know that the Elevate resources are not Dolby employees. And I still get emails saying, oh, this person on your team, if someone is trying to contact an Elevate resource, they really have no way of knowing that they're just not a part of the legal department. And the way that we've operated on these projects was exactly in line with that. One benefit that relationship had is that Tashman has handled most of our project management on these different workflows that we've rolled out, which is great because there might be things that the members of my team aren't necessarily either good at or don't have the time to do or just aren't prioritizing. But having dedicated resources to actually take these roles and make sure that we're not skimping on the communications and the change management and just the more structured steps, I think really helped us because it really gave us like a complete process and there weren't pieces falling through the cracks that likely would have happened without Elevate support. It's great to hear that that one team really extended to that broader partnership, not only internal at Dolby, but also with Dolby and Elevate. I'm assuming the Dolby stakeholders are happy. Like, obviously, you've seen a lot of great results. 
What do you get any feedback from them for any of these initiatives? It depends on on which process it is. For some of these, there was no process before. People didn't have to get anything approved by legal or IT or procurement or finance. They were just signing their contracts and then was done. It is an added step for people who weren't following those policies, which was a large number. They weren't aware that they weren't following the policies, but it is now they are expected to do things in a standardized way, whereas before they could have just signed and emailed. So I'm sure there was a little bit of aggravation on that part of having to do something that wasn't needed to be done before. But there is also the acknowledgement that we're building this process for them and we're trying to make it as easy as possible. And we're incorporating all the feedback that we receive as much as possible anyway. So I think just the attitude of us being very open to feedback and really embracing the engagement, whether it's positive or negative, and building that into improvements has gone a long way. We churned out you know, a handful of workflows and they've all been in constant improvement stage ever since. Every month, we just have tons of enhancements that we build to all of our workflows. Anything that will reduce time, reduce clicks, just make the process easier. Other departments have jumped on board wanting us to collect more data that they might need or ask more questions or incorporate some of their initiatives as well. So I would say from the other departments who might be reviewing agreements or trying to help implement the process, definitely very positive feedback for the most part. For the users, it's probably a little bit more mixed in terms of, oh, now I have to follow this process. But I think there is an appreciation that we are incorporating all of their feedback. We're trying to make it as easy as possible. And now there is a standard process that they know what to do. It's not just you know searching aimlessly for who do I go to and what's the next step. To build on that, part of our change management, continuing change management policy and process has been really to take that user feedback and to incorporate it into continued improvements, give them lots of different opportunities to share their experience and perspective and enhancements that they want to see. And that goes from the business users to departments like procurement that initially saw this as this is another process that I have to follow are now giving us ideas for how to track additional questions that would be useful for their department, data around renewals, when contracts are coming up for expiration, how our portal might be used to support other supplier initiatives. It's really become a platform for that interdepartment collaboration. At the beginning, it was an additional process or a new process where there was none. So it's sort of gone from a barrier to a platform in some ways. And I think that's been really rewarding to see that transformation. That's great. Obviously, the proof will be in the pudding, right? And seeing how this change really manifests over time. What are the expected long-term impacts of this change? One of them is scalability. We went from a process that wasn't really being enforced to just flooding the legal department with requests. So we had to build in a process that was easy and scalable and that would let our team manage the volume of requests that they suddenly started receiving. But also confidence in our risk levels and our policy compliance, just a broader comfort level that we know what's out there. We know that our policies are being followed. We know that we have built workflows that don't really allow for loopholes. And then improved coordination between departments, like we had mentioned, the ripple effect of workflow automation, everything from content licenses to website requests now follow standard processes and we have set up workflows for those. And then also just the knowledge management aspect. We now have a database 
that gives us an awareness of what are our commitments, what types of agreements are we signing, who are we engaging with, and we didn't have that before. Great. So as you were going through this process and this change and this transformation, did you uncover any surprises? There were two main things (laughs) that caught my attention. One is how well the cross-functional teams have collaborated together. It's really been an amazing partnership with all of the other departments that we've worked with on this. I can't think of another project where everyone just agreed so comprehensively and was willing to fully support the process. There was no, oh, we'll just do this one or two outside of the system. Having that collaboration and then improving those partnerships with those groups just more generally, that was the one main thing that was surprising to me is how well our stakeholders jumped on board. But then also, like I mentioned, the volume of ongoing enhancements and additional workflows requested and created and tweaks here and there. There's just been broadly a lot of engagement throughout the company. It's been really encouraging to see that people are interested, accepting the process and willing to contribute to make it better continually. The sense of ownership that these cross-functional stakeholders have because they've been given opportunities from the very beginning to really provide feedback on the questions and help design the notifications and provide additional feedback following that, there's this really strong sense of ownership and commitment to the process. And so between legal, procurement, IT, finance, tax, you've got this really big group of folks that isn't going to let anything go through, fall through the cracks or go through a loophole. And that I think is really powerful. And on the volume, the volume of actual agreements coming through surprised us. We weren't sure at the beginning with the first tool whether it would be a trickle or water flowing really fast. Started with a trickle and I think it turned into a much larger volume. We couldn't have anticipated over time that we would be in a steady state of 200 to 250 non-revenue transactions being submitted each month up from a much smaller number before. That has been surprising and encouraging. Many of our listeners are in the middle of change projects and looking to innovate. What advice would you give them to help ensure success in their initiatives? Sounds like we keep saying it over and over again, but (laughs) bring in all the key stakeholders early, make them a part of the task force, give them a seat at the table and helping design the process, engage the subject matter experts early, make sure that their concerns are being considered and built in. And then one thing that Tashman in particular is so fantastic at is working with all of the impacted departments, not just who would be on the receiving end, but on the end that would be pushing out these requests and working with them, the language, the communications, making sure that we're in alignment with the team's leaderships on the messages that were being sent out, how they were being worded. Some of the teams care very, very greatly (laughs) how messages are communicated and what exact words are being used. So I think that engagement went a long way, making sure that we're tapping in all the groups and things that we might not have considered otherwise, even down to the smallest notification messages, just having them give their input and having the system generate automated messages. Thinking carefully about crafting the message and getting everyone's input on what that message is, is a more powerful tool than we realize. And as Elizabeth mentioned, folks will have little tweaks. Other times they'll have massive changes, but when they feel like they've been part of the process crafting the message, that's very helpful. And that definitely proved useful and then continues to be useful. Seems like it comes down to change management. Thank you so much for sharing the story of your innovation with us. 
We've had a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you for lending your team to us. Thanks, Elizabeth, for giving us the platform. It's all about the partnership. Tune in to the next episode of the Elevate Together podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and elevateservices.com. Oh, 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 oh,